I'm an environmental studies major from Bates. And I'm from Bar Harbor, Maine. I am from Waldeboro. I go to Monomic Valley High School and I'm a senior. I'm originally from Germany. I am a first year at College of the Atlantic. I'm from South Portland, Maine. And I'm also a junior at Lincoln Academy in Newcastle. I live in Yarmouth, Maine, and I go to the Friends School of Portland. Welcome to Frontline Voices, a podcast by the Natural Resources Council of Maine. Governor Janet Mills signed a law in 2019 to establish the Maine Climate Council, which will develop strategies for Maine to achieve its climate goals. It's made up of stakeholders from across the state, including a youth representative. The Climate Council held its second meeting on January 29th, and on the same day, over 100 youth were in Augusta, too. Some of them were college students, others were in high school, and I also saw two middle schoolers. Their coalition is called Maine Youth for Climate Justice, and they presented four demands to the Climate Council. They're asking for Maine to achieve zero carbon emissions by 2030, to support a fair and just transition to a clean energy economy, to include more representation from marginalized communities on the Climate Council, and to prioritize climate justice over corporate interests. I spoke with youth climate activists and a legislator about their hopes for the Climate Council and for the future of the environmental movement. I also wanted to know what brought them to climate activism. In this episode, you'll hear from some of them. Anya Wright, and I am the youth representative to the Climate Council, and I'm also a student at College of the Atlantic. I'm a senior, and I'm a part of Maine Youth for Climate Justice, which is the group that's helped to organize this day today. I was speaking today about my experience going to the COP conference in Madrid this past December, and sort of the inaction that was happening there on the international level, and how that makes it even more important that in Maine we act really boldly and quickly. And so, apart from my speech, we've been hearing from scientists today about climate change in Maine and its impacts on health and agriculture and the economy. So I think the Climate Council is a really great model in terms of including everybody and making sure that no voices are being left behind and addressing climate change for what it is, which is a very intersectional issue, something that's not just about the environment, but also about people and poverty and injustice and racism and just sort of all these giant issues that that our society has to deal with. So I think the Climate Council sets up a really great model for addressing all of those issues and just recognizing that they all interact. So I think my hope moving forward is that we just continue to delve into that work and continue to find those connections and continue to dig deep into what the issues that we want to tackle are. I am Wyatt Sykes. I am from Waldeboro. I go to Monomic Valley High School and I'm a senior. We have a club aptly named the Climate Club. We're here just to represent our school and to show our support for the cause and to show that we really are incentivizing our school and trying to start the works for solar power and greener energy. We're trying to make it so that way in the long run it'll pay for itself and hopefully that we can feed back energy from our school into the communities and hopefully that it'll be cost effective. This is the world that I'm going to grow up in, and we really need to take an active role and to make change that we want to see. Change begins with someone who's willing to stand up for what they believe in. Change begins when someone says that change needs to happen. I want to make a difference, and I want to help the environment. My name is Helen Portner. I'm originally from Germany. I am a first year at College of the Atlantic. I'm very passionate about making my voice heard in that our um, elected representatives take people's needs over profits and I just I can't believe that it's happening that we're 
valuing money more than people's lives and people's need for clean air, clean water, all the basic needs. And so I'm asking for strong action from, from the Maine Climate Council for a more strict and for a more ambitious plan for the future and for, for actions that really include climate justice on all levels. And we're asking for a socially just transition that really includes all groups that are represented in Maine into the process. So that means not just the majority groups, but also really openly inviting groups like people that identify as indigenous or people that identify as people of color or people that don't have a home because those are the groups that are hit the hardest but that don't have a say. Especially because I've just moved to the US, I really want to emphasize that this is a global issue. I really want to call for genuine cooperation and genuine solidarity, not just with people in the US, but just with people globally. My name is Anna Siegel. I live in Yarmouth, Maine, and I go to the Friends School of Portland. I'm here today to tell the Climate Council that they need to declare a climate emergency for the state of Maine. My hope for the Climate Council is that communication goes well, and the steering committee works together, and that we are able to come up with concrete, actionable items. Because we all say, yes, it's happening, yes, there's increased precipitation, yes, there's this and that, but what can we do about it? What would hinder efficacy is if corporate interests were favored over environmental priorities or drawing down carbon. So we really need to look beyond our ties or our stocks or whether your neighbor works for Poland Springs because that's not the focus here. My name's Anthony Marvin. I'm from South Portland, Maine. I come from like a, uh, a background of social and racial justice work and organizing and activist stuff around that. I had this moment when I first joined in with the organization that I do a lot of my work through now, Sunrise Movement. I had this moment of realization while I was in a meeting that it was like, oh, hey, true climate justice, it kind of intersects everything from like social issues to racial justice issues to all of it. So I realized that through climate justice, we can realize a lens of true social and racial liberation. We need to ensure that the council is listening to youth demands, that they're not tokenizing our leaders by only putting, like, say, one of us on the council, and that all voices are at the table, because for a just and equitable future, we need every voice at the table, not just, not just a few. I'm Sarohi Kumar, and I'm from Bar Harbor, Maine. In 2017, there was a March for Science in Portland, and there was a speaker at that march who talked about climate change and how important it was. They listed all the different ways that it impacts like our world. It's not just energy, it's water, it's the air. And I couldn't stop myself from thinking that, you know, this is completely awful, that this is happening, you know. We've got people who don't seem to care about these issues that affect everyone. I hope my demand and all of our other demands get fulfilled. We have a diverse representation. We ensure just and equitable transitions. But I really do hope that they take action, not just within Maine, but they take this as an opportunity to be a model for the rest of this, the country, because you know, we have never had a state declare a climate emergency. And I really do think that this is a time for leadership. I'm Diana Georges. I'm an environmental studies major from Bates. I think that the demands that we crafted and presented to the council today 
they kind of grasp what we're trying to get at, which is a just transition and fixing the lack of representation that has kind of made up the environmental movement since the beginning. I hope that there's like more emphasis put on like a statewide education curriculum around environmental education. And I know a couple people are working on that, but it's kind of gets pushed to the back burner because education is oftentimes seen as a form of activism that's really slow. The kids that grow up today with that education won't like vote or like have power as it's typically defined for a long time. I just want people to just like get out there and like get involved and it, it doesn't have to be this like crazy like uprooting of your life but like joining the conversation around what's happening both like in Maine and in the country and the world. This climate crisis it's what's going to define my generation definitely but also like the rest of humanity like moving forward and being a global citizen as I understand it is understanding that and like being part of the solution. My name is Chloe Maxman. I represent District 88, which is Chelsea, Whitefield, Jefferson, and half of Nobleboro. For me, the greatest injustice of the climate crisis is that the folks and communities that have done the least to cause it are impacted the most, and that is a theme that is true even here in Maine. And so a big question that I ask myself is, will the transition to a new energy economy replicate those same injustices? And I hope not. I hope that we have a just transition, and I hope that the Climate Council integrates a just transition framework into the policies that they produce. I think that young folks are often not invited to the table or don't have a seat at the table because their voices are seen to be too naive and not realistic and not something that we can integrate into actual policy. But I really disagree with that thinking and I think youth is its own kind of expertise because young folks have this moral clarity, the sense of what's right and what's wrong that I have not seen in the legislature, for example. But at the same time, you know, to run for office you have to be a certain age and to vote you have to be a certain age. So young people's voices, just by the structure of our political system, are excluded from that process. So for me, it's absolutely critical that young people have their voices not only heard but integrated into all policy and all policy bodies that are really thinking about these issues critically because otherwise it won't have that sense of, of moral clarity that we really need. I can stand up in the chamber and be like, this is what young people say, but it's better if young people are actually saying it. My full name is Riley Stevenson. I'm the coordination director for the Maine Strikes Group, and I'm also a junior at Lincoln Academy in Newcastle, so I am the co-president of our Climate Action Club there, so working kind of more on the local level in our town and also working on some statewide stuff with the Strikes Group. So I moved to Maine when I was 10, and moving here and seeing kind of the natural beauty of the state made me realize that because I come from a place of privilege, it's really my duty to help protect those spaces, and particularly protect the rights of those who don't have that privilege. And so I've kind of tried to come at this movement from the aspect of I'm so lucky to get to enjoy these places and I also have a duty to help those who don't get to enjoy these spaces and who are being personally affected by the climate crisis, which I think can be seen in Maine but in kind of different ways than in other places because of our general lack of overall racial diversity but our immense socioeconomic diversity. I'm really hoping that the Climate Council can listen to our demands and really act on them. Uh, I think there is definitely something to be said for the presentations we're seeing upstairs and kind of the signs that's being presented, but I'd really like to see some more actual action from the Council and really appealing to the demands of the youth by saying 2030 is when we need to see change and there's only so much talking we can do before then. So I'd really like to see those specific actions starting to be taken and decisions being made to try to reach the goals that we see as being so necessary and need others to feel the same amount of urgency.
Thank you to everyone who went to the Maine Climate Council meeting and who spoke in support of a clean energy future and environmental protection for all of the people of Maine. If you're a young leader committed to protecting Maine's environment, NRCM wants to hear from you. We're accepting applications until March 15th for the 2020 Brookie Awards. This is a cash prize honoring young environmental leaders in Maine, so please visit brookieawards.org to learn more and apply. We're also accepting nominations. You can subscribe to Maine Environment Frontline Voices on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, basically wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening.